My name is Paul Harvey, and you are listening to Life, Passion and Business, a podcast born out of my desire to find greater meaning in life at the time when I thought there was none. Since that day, I have spoken to hundreds of people, and what I have discovered is that our story is everything, because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. It's time to explore what it means to live a good life. How do we make this experience better? And more importantly, how do we lead the world to a better place? Hello, it's Paul Harvey, your host at Life, Passion and Business. I thought it was time today to have a bit of an exploration, more about the podcast, why we're here, how we got here. And also I thought it actually timed in quite well because yesterday was World Mental Health Day for 2023. Now that's an opportunity for us to be aware of mental health issues in people around us. That's for us to be aware that some people are struggling and that it takes us just to reach out and provide support, just to recognise that some people are having a tough time. And it's just a word here, are you okay? Can I help you? Those sort of things. For me, that that's critically important that we all become more aware of this. But what for me, it's also for me, it's about my awareness for my own mental health. Because on some level, we have the tools to keep ourselves mentally healthy. Now, I'm not talking about chemical problems where, where there is actually a, an issue. I'm talking about just you and me, normal people leading normal lives. We think nothing of going to the gym to keep our body fit. And in some ways, we have to kind of do what's necessary to keep our mind fit. Now, clearly, if someone is in a hole or mental health, and I appreciate I am not skilled in this area, in particularly in dealing with those issues, but I am very skilled in dealing with myself in terms of what I know what works for me. Hello, it's Editing and Paul here. I had a thought having finished this podcast, and that was just a point to say something here. Now, while we are responsible for our feelings and our, our own mental health, there are times when we need to ask for help. If you feel that it's all getting too much for you, do ask for help. Because, again, it's a responsibility thing. Reach out to people and ask for ask the support. We're in this together and we have to work together. But I'll put you back to the programme and you can follow along to see some of the things that I do to keep my mental health on the right track. But the point is, the reason that this is so important at the moment is that we live in a world which is somehow dedicated to make us feel bad about ourselves. You know, the media will always pick up on the worst case story, the worst case scenario, and reflect it back at us because they know that those kind of stories, that kind of material, always provokes a reaction. It gets people either agitated, keeps them listening, keeps them watching, or brings them back into the story. And remember, everything's a story, as I always say this. The other aspect of this mental health issue, and the reason why we are all on edge, is world events, climate change, wars, and you name it, will put us there. The other side of it is that we have been through a tough couple of years 
what with pandemics and other issues. And those have all had left their mark. They've all taken us to a place that we still haven't quite recovered from. I was reading a stat the other day somewhere that said 60, 60% of people report that they are they are more stressed than they have ever been. 60% is a huge number. And I, I saw it in a post, so I can't prove whether, where that stat comes from. But it is a fascinatingly, it's a huge number for, of people who are dealing with issues of living. And clearly, I'm not surprised in terms of in the UK we have, we've had an energy crisis and we've got a cost of living crisis. Interest rates have been going for the, going for the roof. How that must feel for some people who are on or coming off fixed price deals and mortgages, I don't know. Money is one of those stress points. And speaking of money, that brings us into the other place where stress comes about. Companies need to keep their profits going. And in order to do that, they need their staff to work harder. So there is pressure coming from organisations for people to be more proactive, more efficient, more productive. Sales and marketing keeps pushing the hot buttons themselves because they want to keep their customers, they want to make their customers react. And I was in the marketing industry for long enough to know how this stuff works. It's really important in that industry to trigger people's pain points because that's how you make people push to a buying decision. Make them feel uncomfortable. Rub salt in the wounds, they always used to say. And then offer the solution. So all of this stuff, all of this, all of this stuff that's going on in the world is, is there. And it's not surprising that a lot of people feel stressed. But as I said at the beginning of this thing, now we think, we all agree that going to the gym is good for our physical health. We're all aware that we need to eat the right foods because they are part of our physical bodily health. But very few people think of actually how to maintain our mental health. And regardless of all the systems around us, we're responsible for who we are and how we present to the world. You see, let's take you back in time a little bit. This podcast is nearly six years old. And when I put it together uh, back in 2017, 2018, it was nearly a year after my father died that this podcast was launched. But it was my father's dying that was the catalyst to me starting this podcast. Now, it wasn't his death that got me started. It wasn't about him dying that was the issue. It was his journey that he had led up to the 20 years after my mum died. After 20 years. My mum died in 1998. Um, and it was his dying, uh, his reaction to her death and what I realised later was his reaction to his entire life was someone who endured life. He was not a man that really found joy. Joy didn't come easily to him. There were times when he would laugh and joke, and, and yeah, obviously, yeah, like we all do. But I knew deeply inside him he was always a sad man. He always had a sadness about him. And I know that there were times in his life when he did actually have some depression, so it wasn't uncommon. But when I was reflecting on that journey he had taken over the last few years, and he really did not want to be 90. He, you know, he was 89 years old. 89, he, di- he died at 89 and 50 weeks. He did not want to be 90. And when I reflected on that journey of his, I realised that I had a lot of similar traits to him. 
Now, I had a marketing business. I was doing relatively well. I wasn't big. I kept it a certain size. For anyone who would see me from the outside, they would look at me and say I was successful and, and I looked happy. And I did. I looked happy. But when I actually really thought about it, what I realised is that I didn't really care whether I lived or died. And that was a bit of a shock. That was a bit of like, oh, hang on a minute. I've got 30 plus years ahead of me. I'd better start working out what I actually want to do with those 30 plus years. And how am I going to keep my mind and my body and everything working in that, in that time? So that's how the podcast was born. Because the first thing I thought of doing was actually asking people. It came to me like, oh, ask other people. Check in with it, see how they're doing it. And that's how the podcast was born. I started calling up friends and also people I knew to have conversations with them. And I have had probably getting on for 500 conversations. And it has been an amazing journey. So what have I discovered in that time that makes me really conscious of mental health is so important? I've discovered that my physical health matters. When I'm fit and active, I feel better for it. So I discovered running in 2018 and that has been an amazing journey. I am now a marathon runner. I am 60 years old and probably the fittest I've ever been in my life, which is a nice thing to know. And that in itself, just knowing that I have an achievement there is good for my mental health. It makes me feel good. And that's a key point here. It's about how do we find things that make us feel good? Because when we feel good about ourselves, about the life we're leading, that's when we stabilise our mental health. That's when we, we develop a resilience to the things that are going on around us. I've said this often, I say in posts, I said it in the podcast, is that we live on a spiral. <clears throat> There's a set point on the spiral that we live on. And for me, it's like a, um, it goes up or down. And it can go up and down on the same day. And when I'm going down the spiral, my world is getting smaller. My thinking is becoming smaller, less expansive. And it's funny, I witness it all the time. I've, I've seen people, uh, I'm, I'm starting to see it in, in clients. I, I, look, I look at someone, I can see you're sliding down the spiral, aren't you? I can see where you're heading. And you can see what happens is the conversation starts to get smaller about the what ifs, the catastrophizing starts. We start getting there, and if that happens, that happens, that happens, that happens. And then we're going all the way to the mud of like the worst case scenario. And I can do this just as much as the next person. I've just got better at recognising I'm going there. And that's why I was saying about we all have a responsibility to maintain our mental health. Yes, I know, chemical imbalance you've got no choice on, and I agree. Bipolar, those sort of bits, there's nothing you can do about those. They are a chemical problem. But for the rest of us who have healthy minds and healthy bodies, we have to make sure that we stay that way because it's easy to slip on the slope. So some of the things I use for my own mental health, mental health and well-being 
is writing. Writing is a powerful tool for working out things. Affirmations, another powerful tool for keeping the positive thought in mind. I use mindfulness in order to keep my mind on the right topic, on the right thing. So any actions I'm doing, I will look at what I'm thinking about. There are times when I, I recognise suddenly, oh gosh, I'm on the tape. And we can all do this. We can pick up an event or something that happened in the day and run it as a tape. Um, it's a good indication. I had an altercation with a gentleman in petrol station who pushed in front of me a few weeks ago. And it's really interesting how much that altercation spoiled my day. Um, just rudeness and being a bad human they are they are about unfortunately um, and I can't say it was my finest hour I reacted and I probably shouldn't have done but you know we both survived nothing happened but it it's a case in point I was going through that process in my head for a good couple of hours later thinking hmm and why did that keep popping into my head because I allowed it to because I allowed myself to keep going around the loop on that one. And, you know, the reason I did that, I think, is because I was castigating myself for not being more mature over it and not handling it better. And that's why I was going round and round the loop. Happens. We all do this, and I'm no and I'm no different than anyone else. Just because I'm a coach does not mean I have, fa- you know, I, I, I'm perfect. I have failings like the rest of us. And that's the point, though, isn't it? What I'm getting to today is that we have to be responsible for ourselves. We have to find the way that we can be the best that we can be with the tools in front of us. And my God, there are so many amazing tools that we can use to do this. And so I just wanted to encourage you today to think about this. You know, what do I do for my mental health? What do you do to look after yourself? Here's a good example of something. When you go from the garden into the house, say, and you're working in the garden, you would wash your hands before you prepare some food or do anything. You'd wash your hands when you come in. You know, in the COVID days, you came into the house and you washed your hands for 20 seconds at least. Was it 20 seconds? Maybe longer, I can't remember. But you wash your hands. And yet, we think nothing of going from meeting to meeting to meeting without washing our minds. Now, what do I mean by that? So if you are going from meeting to meeting to meeting, it is really beneficial to take literally five minutes out and to reset your mind. It's this jumping from one thing to the next without actually having a rest point that tires the brain. It tires us out. So even just the closing of the eyes for a few minutes and a few breaths, just a few deep breaths and a a breath like that, a couple of those with your eyes closed. Thinking of a beautiful beach or a beautiful field or something beautiful will reset your mind and it's as good as washing your hands. I would love to hear if you've got any tips and and tricks that you use to keep yourself focused. Because, you know, it's the one thing that we have 
that we would be lost without. When you start going down the slippery slope of, of mental health and having problems with this, it's really hard to get back from it. And so anything that we can do to maintain and to improve our mental balance, our mental awareness, our emotional intelligence, all of these things have a benefit on our lives and on the people around us. Some final thoughts on the mental health day. You know, we have to look after each other. So if you're aware of people who are different, people around you, maybe work colleagues or friends who appear different, who are quieter than they usually be, used to be, or somehow seem to be closing off somehow, do ask how they are and if you can help. Because it's those those little things that make all of the difference to someone's life. When they can see that other people care, that makes the difference. And if you have the resilience to protect yourself, when you share that with other people, when you help other people, support other people, they too gain some resilience in the same way. You do not know what difference a few words can make. So that's my thoughts around Mental Health Awareness Day. Do check it out on Google because there will be something in your locality to give you more information about this particular day. I will put a link for the UK site in the show notes. Let's take you back to my younger self who's going to tell you a little bit about how to get some stuff done in your life. Okay, so we're all looking to move forward. We all want to find some measure of success in the world. And if you've heard the podcast, you know I have a view of success, but that's another conversation. The point is, however you look at this, we want to get things done. You might want to get a project over the line. You might have a really big goal that you're looking to to move, to move forward on. And the problem is, Whenever we start these projects, whenever we do anything like this, there's always some resistance. There's always something that gets in the way. And that can be a multitude of things. Um, But the key to this is how do we retain focus and stay with the project and push it over the line? And that's where focus coaching can help. Now, it's it's a process that I discovered some 15 years ago during my coach training. And it's something sometimes called focus coaching, turbo coaching, speed coaching. And it's a really simple process where we we define what it is you're trying to achieve. And we look at the resistance that you're experiencing in that achievement. Come up with some strategies to solve that resistance. Commit to setting a date and I hold your feet to the fire to make sure that you do that. So there's a commitment, there's an accountability process and that's it. That's basically how it works. You get it done. And I can tell you it is so powerful when you start working in this way, particularly when you work with someone who supports you in the process of doing it. And one thing to remember, you know, success is never guaranteed, but the struggle always is. And that's what this coaching is designed to do. It's designed to get you through the struggle towards the success you're looking for. So do check out the uh, link in on this podcast or at the website, lifepassionandbusiness.com. You will find a video of me again explaining this process. But if you go below the video, there's a booking link where we'll have a discussion about your project and how we could get you sorted. If you've enjoyed this podcast, do make sure you share it with a friend because as I always say, it's 
It's the sharing of podcasts with other people is how you find good podcasts. If you can, when you go onto the app, give us some stars or give us a comment because comments and stars are always appreciated. Do check out the website, lifepassionandbusiness.com. Lots of resources, coaching and some free resources. There's also some books on there and over 500 conversations. Some like this, some with guests. I'm back with a guest next week. Should be an interesting conversation, that one. All about good communication. So do check out that one next week. And it's with Dr. Michael Gehertz. That will be available next Wednesday. And there's also a short cast on Sunday. And, and the topic always comes to me in the day. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for your time and attention. I will catch you next time. All the best.